And it's Dan and James talking about the Villa games. games. Hi there, everybody, and welcome back to the ABFC Faithful Podcast, joined by Dan and James. And we are finally back talking about Villa games. I have found a pen, which means I'm focused for this episode. And speaking of pens, how's your week been, James? Yeah, it's been all right, thanks. It's... uh... Well, the, the miss has been, I feel. Everyone around me's ill, and I seem yeah. fine. So, you know, fingers crossed. And the Villa are back at the weekend, so no complaining there. Is it strange how we both have the exact same life? It's exactly yeah. the same as me. Mrs. is ill, family's ill. Somehow I'm dodging COVID. Like, it's just, uh, you know, like it's incoming Douglas Louise tackles in midfield to start a counter-attack. I'm trying to, trying to block it, but... As with Douglas Louise, you can't avoid him forever. And uh, yeah, I mean, we have differing views, don't we? I think um, you don't mind the internationals too much, if I'm right. You quite like watching England. Uh, yeah, I don't mind watching England. I have a very different view to a lot of people in England, but it's not like... We, we don't get into that, but I no. I much prefer club football. Like, it's always yeah. club football over internationals, but internationals are something different. So, well, my perfect ideal scenario is you just have a normal season and then you'd have an international season. Two different things where they don't interrupt each other because uh, it just it bugs me having the breaks, especially like the end, like the start of the season when you have like September, October, November breaks. It pisses yeah. me off. No, you know? I agree. I, I think I think I think internationals are very important. I think we need to play them, and um, yeah, I agree with you. My only issue is where where they are and when they are, but. Again, they got to be played. I I don't watch them, but people can watch them. I'd watch them if I was going. Um, I understand the appeal, but I just find other things to do. To be honest, I sort of see it as a weekend. It gives me some time to reflect and think. And I mean, what more to think on than uh, I get? I guess what we do is we just chat generally about our start to the season because we haven't really had a a low down assessment. I know we're only eight games in. If I got that correct, it feels. Feels more because obviously we're playing in the Conference League. Um, I mean we're three, well, four games into there technically. Um, oh, it's been. I I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I'm actually really happy with the start of the season. Like, yeah, happy. Yeah, uh, which is strange. I think to say when I think with the two of the lot, two of the two of the losses we got, or three, I guess if you count the one in the Europa Conference League as well. Uh, felt worse at the time than what they actually are looking back in retrospect, didn't they? Yeah, it's. I think when you look back at your first game of the season away at St James's Park and you get you know hammered five one, I think to be sitting here now, you know, pretty happy and and we're what fifth in the table and yeah, you know, we've got points on the board in Europe. We have gone out of the out of the League Cup, which was which was frustrating, but all things considered, with the injuries as well, it's just. Yeah, I think it's a really commendable start to the season. Um, and just thinking about that Newcastle game now, it just feels so long ago. But at the time, we just, we, I think we all over, like, blew it out of proportion a bit because you watch it back and we weren't that bad up until no. up until the third goal went in. And then that was it, floodgates opened. We missed Mings, obviously, and the, the team looked like, you know, how you'd expect it to, and it loses their main leader. Yeah, and then since then, I think you can say you know, Concert took on more of leadership role, and I think McGinn's becoming more and more of a captain every game he plays. Even if he doesn't play reasonably well, he has that sort of captain's feeling about him. And I don't think a performance encapsulates that more than Wolves. No, because I mean, I don't personally see it as a derby. Like, yeah, it's it's a local game, and the, the, there's a bit of talk around it and stuff. And 
you know, you, you, you sort of saw that in the in the tackles that were going in that game. But you know, John McGinn was up for that. Like, <laughs> yeah, he. I mean, he was almost dangerously up for it because he could have on another day he could have maybe got sent off with how he was bouncing around. But you know, that's what you want from the captain. You know, in those tough environments, you want him to be up for the game. And yeah, that's we're going to need that a lot. Um, as we did the day, the schedule that's coming up now over the next couple of periods of fixtures is mental. So we're going to need leaders and we're going to need the squad. Yeah, it is it's going to get really busy, isn't it? I mean, December looks, for a footballer, vile. For, for us, great, because it's non-stop Villa. But um, mm-hmm. I think, what was it you put? Was it, um, God, oh, I need to see it now. Was it seven games in 21 days? It was something like that, yeah. Um, Ridiculous. It, I mean, it takes up to the next international break in November, doesn't it? We got we're, we're pummeled through. Yeah, and then yeah, December schedule, like we've got um, City, Arsenal, City and Arsenal are back to back. Yeah, which I think that might have happened. That happened last season, didn't it? Because that was part of the three games. Yes, yeah, it was part of our, our loss, our loss streak. Yeah, um, we've also got Spurs. I think just after we come back from the November international break, we've got United in there. We've got um, who else have we got? We've got um, Legia Warsaw again um, yeah. in that time, and yeah, it's just it's crazy. I'll, I'll try and find how many games I've put down there, but it's just the schedule just comes up thick and fast around this time. As you say, for us, it's great, but like you know, when when you're a footballer, you you, you sort of need to be managed a lot better around that yeah. time. And it's it's six games in the next twenty one days, and then. The ten games in thirty-four days from the 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 November when we come back after the November Ridiculous. national break up until the thirtieth of December, ten games in like five weeks. I mean, like that's like two games a week consistently. Yeah. As I say, like we're going to need to use the squad, and there's a lot of obviously there's a lot of talk around rotation and over rotation in some of the cups, but like you know, if it comes to it, and you're playing your best eleven consistently and an integral player gets injured, you'd then be saying, you know, we should have been rotating more. It's such a hard balance to find. Mm. I mean, God forbid either Watkins or concert you know, gets gets injured because yeah. I think they're probably two of the most pivotal in the sense of, in terms of depth, I don't think you can, you, you can't replace them as such. No. I, I like, I like Duran, I like Carlos, but they're not on the same, the same level. So it just, yeah, squad management's in, in, important, man. Yeah, I, th- I think it was a bit of a, um... It was a reminder of what, like the way we play and the way we're going moving forward. It, it's not a system where exactly where you go from finishing uh, seventh, eighth in the league last year to then finishing second the next year. Um, it's a slow burn process. We haven't got all the players we need to yet. Um, we've lost players that, like you've mentioned, are so vital to the way we play as well. Um, but the important thing is that the players that were performing last year to the high level outside of those your Martinez, Conza, Watkins, uh, McGinn towards the end of last season, Jacob Ramsey when he comes back in. The fact that they're keeping their performances at the level they are is so vital. Um, it speaks volumes, the fact that Ollie Watkins uh, was up for Player of the Month, gets his England call-up. Um, when he does, it shows the, the impact that he's having. I mean, you've got to have a really good impact to be a Villa player going into the England squad. Uh, we won't get too into it, but you do. Um, and he is, and he deserves it. And obviously he deserves to be um, scoring the goal he did, it wasn't going in, so he deserves it. That's the important thing. Um, so I love that goal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it hurts because it reminds me of so much, but um, that is the that's, goal. Yeah, 
Plus what? Yes, but it, the most important thing is to everyone that was commented. If he doesn't go for it, and it hits the post and goes out. It's not going in. It's not going, not going in. in that hundred percent. No. That's not going in. No. I don't even think it's in the person. If it was, it was just a whisker on it. it yeah. Logged. If any, if I was Jack, I'd be saying, "Yeah, I'll put that in as a, as a cross." I'd be taking yeah. that for it. Yeah, because that is a brilliant ball across because it works. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I, I think in general, do, touching on Watkins there, I thought he had a, a good game on that uh, when he played. It was a couple of moments where I think he he was a bit unaware. But other than that, he, he's different to Kane in the sense that he picks it up and he drives, and he was yeah. willing to commit defenders. And then he's got that poacher's instinct to be at the back post for that goal. So yeah, yeah it was good to see. Which is ironic, really, because I think there's been a couple of times where we've spoken uh, this season where I've actually said those are the sort of balls that he wasn't totally going in for for Villa at times. Um, it's like my only main criticism of Ollie Watkins has ever been really that he doesn't sometimes throw himself at the at the balls that go directly across goals. Sometimes he's like a step behind. Uh, yeah. Benteke used to do that all the time, like all the he dropped to the edge of the box, and you're thinking from <laughs> for who you are, Codger did yeah. it as well always dropping out, finding the space rather than just attacking the area. Yeah. it. I think it's one of those things that you don't actually see as much from strikers. You see that more so from wingers and midfielders coming in. They seem to bomb into the edge. Yeah, um, I'd probably say that the last person I can think of for us that was like that was Tammy. Tammy was always on yeah. the end of what happens and that's yeah. why you got so many goals. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I think the, the most important thing for me was it wasn't just the results. It was the performances were still matching. Uh, obviously, we had a couple of games where we were starting slower, um, and I think McGinn came out and admitted that he was, you know, struggling to get used to, and is now getting used to the Thursday Sundays, for example. And for a lot of them, it is new. Um, but then you've got players like like Diaby, for example, who was used to playing more multiple games in a week and sort of isn't impacting him as much. So, um, yeah, and to come out of of that part of the season. I think the the main worry is uh, I think we've brushed on it already is the injuries. I think that's the actual only real concern around the club at the moment is um you know the, the it's less so the injuries are mounting up. It's more so the injuries aren't coming back as at the time we think they are. Um, Moreno being set back for example, and obviously Ramsey effectively not really coming back. Um, that's the only thing that I think is really disappointing. But that's the uncontrollables in football. That's the nature of the game. Um. Got to learn to adapt, got to learn to overcome. Uh, I would assume Moreno is possibly going to come through next game on Sunday. Well, they said he was, you know, close to beat training with the team again, didn't they? So yeah. I think over the international break, if he's recovered a bit more, then you'd like to think he's he's part of the squad. But at this point, we've heard the injuries have been when they've come back. Yeah, uh, yeah I'd rather give him a couple more weeks leeway yeah. in that sense. Don't rush him into it and. It's just so so annoying that, that JJ is laid off again with... Well, we don't really know the extent of it yet, do we? It, it just sort no. of sounds like it's like medium-term sort of Six injury. Six wasn't it, they reckon? Yeah, so it's, it, it, it's one of those because players come back, obviously, quicker than, than expected sometimes. But I think if we're, if we're lucky, he comes back before Christmas. I think that would be really lucky. But I, I, don't, I don't think... It, it, Still baffles me. Like I don't think he's he's quite rated as as much as he should be in some parts of our, our fan base still. And I don't think it's yeah. like a. I don't think they don't think he's good enough. It's just I don't think they see consistently that he performs, whether it's defensively or attacking. I mean, just look at his output at the end of last season. Like he was a massive, massive part of getting us into Europe in, in big games. So, yeah. You, you know, it's it's more his his tactical understanding. I don't think. 
that I think that goes a bit unnoticed. Uh, was it Jacob Tanswell that did a, an article on him for the it Athletic? Was, yeah. And like how he said about how his positioning is, is almost always spot on because he's allowing players to, to run into the space or he's covering as well. So that's a big miss for us. And, and when he's back properly, I think I think it will have a really big effect on the team. Definitely. And um, when we were watching, a group of us watching, obviously, the Wolves game, uh, and there was a couple of times where uh, I think the main concern really was when, the, for example, like Luca Dean was putting in uh, like balls from from a weird angle and sort of like low hanging, sort of like swooping balls over. Um, uh, my brother in law was actually saying to me, he was like that. See those areas are where you expect to see like Moreno would take it straight to the byline and then pull it down low across. And obviously that was such a. I mean, it was basically the staple of our game last season was getting it right down that byline with either him or Jacob Ramsey and then getting in the box that way, whether it be dribbling in or passing in. Um, yeah. Rather not me saying that we win the game if we have Moreno there, it's just those are the types of bits where you would expect to see that um, Unai would have probably changed that, especially towards the end of the game where he does his sort of um, yeah. swap, his Trezeguet Algarzi swap um, for, for the two left-backs and sort of changes that avenue up. But again, it's an uncontrollable aspect of football. We can't really worry about it too much. Um, what we can sort of think about really is the fact that uh, as a sort of general overall statement we're very comfortable now and um whilst we are technically bottom uh, of the conference league group we're we're second um and it's in our hands and uh we we mentioned it after the game that i think it was that that first win is going to be what takes us carries us on i think you need to break the ice in europe you need to get used to it and certain players need to get on board as soon as that happens you build the momentum up and you know certain games take precedent i mean the, the Premier League games we have coming up are, um, they're not, no, there's no easy fixture in the Premier League. I will say that now there's no easy fixture um, unless you're playing Blues. Um, but apart, obviously we have got games where you'd expect to maybe see a bit more sort of evenness and rotation between the two. Like for example, Luton, uh, we're playing Luton, we got Forest. Um, you'd expect to see maybe some changes there where we kind of accept uh, an evens-based squad for both games, if you get what I mean. Yeah, rather than full strength Premier League rotating in Conference League, sort of both rotated almost. Um, but I, I guess the most important thing is we do chat obviously about Sunday's game. Um, I mean we've taken to already calling it the Fortress, uh, which is fine by me. Uh, by my maths, this would make twelve if we win this game. Twelve games unbeaten at Villa Park in the league. Yeah, uh, that's right. I mean how we've got to this point is unbelievable to me. I think, I think we need to address that first of all, how long have we wanted Villa Park to be the place where yeah. we, I know, I know we've always struggled for away anyway. Um, it feels like we've never been the club that dominates away ever. Um, yeah. But it, it, it's been so vital to us that everyone enjoys going to Villa Park. At the end of the day, that's your fan base. That's where you've got all, all your, all your punters going, spending your money. You want to keep people coming. How do you do that by winning games? Yeah. And great football on show whilst winning games, and hopefully another one on Sunday. But this isn't this isn't our favourite fixture, is it, James? It's not. Um, I prefer us playing at Villa Park against them uh, to yeah. at their place because I absolutely hate that that place. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just I, don't, I just don't like playing West Ham. I don't like playing Wolves. Um, it's just 
they're, they're a team that I think are perfect for us as a bogey team. Like, I think they have things that can trouble us. Like, I think my biggest worry this weekend is set pieces because yeah. I think the midfield battle will be interesting. I think it could be quite even because they're they're a strong midfield and, you know, that they don't lack technical ability. But, you know, we've got a really good midfield as well. But if, if, if they're quick on the counter and they and they get a couple of set pieces, we know how dangerous they are against any team with them. And I think it'll be a big test for, for Pau Torres um, on Sunday because coming up against any of their forward line, that they are, even even Bowen's got strength to him as well yeah. as his pace. So, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a tough game, but yeah, the the fact that Villa Park is a fortress now it's crazy because when when Emery came in, it was his first game was at Villa Park with yeah against United, um, but then after that, I think our away form was was better than our home form for a, a little period of time, and then that switched back around, and I think we found a, a balance since then really, and as you say, like with, with twelve, there'll be twelve games unbeaten if we win. Or draw um, on yeah. Sunday at the park in the league. So, uh, you know, if you if you say if you was to win all your games at home in a season, that's like that gets you what over fifty points. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, yeah, you have fifty-seven points, right? Yeah. Right. So you 54. know, they, that's right. a lot of it's a lot of points in general yeah. already. And obviously, we, we don't we're not going to win every game at home, um, and we'll win games away as well. So. Think if you're really good at home, you know you, you've got a really great foundation. Then, um, yeah. And when you've got Emery as your manager, you know I think you're going to any com- any fixture with confidence, don't you? So I mean, like as much as I don't like playing West Ham, you just feel like he's got something up his sleeve that'll be like like the Brighton game, you know, yeah. we, where we can just be clinical and, and have the perfect tactical plan. So we'll see. Yeah, three piece suit Unai is uh, currently rocking around, which is a delight to watch and. Uh... Yeah, it's um, I mean, it's David Moyes, isn't it? He was a nightmare for us when he was Everton boss. He's a nightmare for us now. Um, I mean, he even beat us when he was United manager, and, and you know that that says a lot. So, um, but again, you know, it is is a new feel to everything, isn't it? So, um, it's just, it's just I think the aspect for me that I worry about most is it's less so the other team at times. It's more so the fact that we we don't start slowly again. Um, because I think I think the problem is more so is that um, we've been lucky with the teams we play against that while we start slow, their quality at times hasn't been enough to start like putting the domination over us. Yeah, um, strange way of saying dominating us. Um, <laughs> but do you know what I mean like so like we start slow against Liverpool, which means they used into their groove, and then that was it. You know that it, it's hard to then take them out of that. Yeah. Palace, we started slow, but Palace don't have too much of a groove into them that we could afford to let that happen at times. Um, yeah. Wolves as well, we just can't with a team like West Ham. West Ham are in a rich vein of form. Brilliant football cliche there. Um, you can't really afford to let them settle in and treat it like like it is the London Stadium, for example. Uh, and I don't think they will. I, I don't. We, we, as much as we moan as fans that our players aren't being picked for Europe, it does help because they. They are fresher. Um, I mean, I wanted Ollie Watkins to play on Friday and not yesterday because now he's fresh and he's trained yeah. in a yeah. professional outlet and he's trained with high level professionals and he's coming back in. So yeah. um I think I think it I still think it'll be a good game. Um it'll be interesting to see particularly uh how we start in the forwards area. Um 
because it's always interesting to see the rotation between Bailey and Zaniolo mainly, um, especially with Ramsey being out. Uh, the, the smirk is worrying me now. I'm just thinking about Zaniolo and how crazy that's been over the past few days. Oh, well, I, I was going to make a reference to the fact that we might see him and Paqueta go up against each other and, you know... What are the odds on that? What the odds? There we go. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I get lost with all this stuff. I got lost with it with Ivan Tony, right? And I, that baffled me, and then that happened, and then this Paqueta thing happened, and we still don't know what's going on with that. All we know is he didn't go to Man City for it, and and now it's now it's happening to, to one of our own. Um I see Tonali's obviously getting a, a good treatment about it. Obviously, he's an addict and we should feel sorry for him. Um, well, it sounds like he's going to get a really decent of a, of a ban at the moment. I, I think recent reports have said that he did he actually bet on football. So, we'll see what happens with that. Because the matches he played in as well, was it? It, um, it? There's different reports. Some say that he did bet on Milan when he was playing there. Right. Um, but... You know, you have to see because obviously the amount of reports that come out on social media is crazy. But some of them are saying it'll be a year's ban or something, which would be which would be crazy. But um, apparently, he was Newcastle spending all that money as well. Yeah, he was um, apparently a main a main person in the whole betting thing. So yeah, I did see those. Yeah, but well, I mean, keep my Zaniolo's name out of your mouth. Hopefully, for the next few bits, (laughs) I. Sky Italia or whatever it is, because um, I love the bloke and I don't I, lo- I like watching him and I I've got to address that actually because um I've got the pen up and I've got to address it after the Wolves game I saw some horrific slander about Zaniolo and it baffles me the bloke has been here less amount of time than most players get and he got thrown straight in there and all he's done is perform well tried everything it just doesn't come off. Weird lad, because he hasn't adapted yet, but he looks like he's half adapted already. So I will not, I, I will not stick for his slander at all. And someone said to me, "Oh, well, Bailey, Bailey doesn't get away with it. Bailey has had a little bit longer if we give him a little, you know." And to also to be fair, we Bailey's been full of pretty much praise, especially on this podcast of recent. I um, think he's he's done pretty well this season compared to. I, I think when you compare it. to... You know, the past couple of seasons, I think Bailey's improved quite a bit. And the the way I'd put it is he's, he's, a, use, he's a really useful squad piece until yeah. you get someone that has a better output. Yeah. And that's not exactly easy to come across. Um, but for me, that in that sense, you know, he's important to us um, with that. And, and Zaniolo, he's just... I think he's just um, a few games away from being really in his groove. And I, just, I like what he offers. I mean, yeah, he, he takes a couple of extra touches when he doesn't need to at times or he doesn't play the ball in his team. But then he's unlucky that he hasn't scored about three worldies and yeah. and had an assist to the season against Palace and stuff. He's, yeah. he's got a lot of quality and when he hits form, I think he's going to be yeah, a, a real sensation to watch. Definitely. And it's an exciting time. And, you know, let's, let's also not forget to mention we've got players in areas that we were worried about that have come into form as well. Uh, Cash looks much better at this stage of the season than we thought he would. Uh, and Luca Dean as well, um, which is really important because... Like we said, we haven't really got the cover for him. So, um, and as much as he can do a job there, we don't really want to be putting Conzer out of right back. So, um, fingers crossed that cover is on as well because it just it just solves an issue that we didn't think we'd have to worry about. We no, sorry, an issue we thought we had to worry about. But we don't have to, so we can focus on the ones we didn't expect. Yeah, that came out eventually. Um, uh, 
Okay, I'm gonna have to tell you to a score prediction. Um, uh, you know what? I'm backing him again. I'm gonna go one nil win to the Villa. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say Zaniolo goal scorer. <laughs> <laughs> Prepared to be booked, yeah. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, I think I, when I was looking at the next four fixtures in the league. I was looking at a minimum of ten points if we're serious about challenging for the, you know, the top five or six. So, what we've got: Forest, Luton, Fulham, and obviously West Ham on Sunday. So, ten points minimum. I mean, twelve points would be incredible. But you know how the league is; it's really competitive, and I think there'll be a yeah. little slip somewhere. Especially we've got two games in Europe in that time as well. I yeah. Think. So, so yeah, I, I, I mean, a draw wouldn't be that bad on Sunday. But if we're serious, I think. You've got to be targeting a win. So, yeah, 1-0 to the Villa. Uh, well, 2-0 for me. And I'm going for a Watkins double. I think oh. his, uh, his rich vein of form continues. So unlucky not to score that header at the end against Wolves as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think that continues. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it's what we live for, in it? It's just watching the Villa play. Um I mean, I'm sure I've got other things like a wife and stuff, but um, you know, no. the villa's what we're here for, really. So um I can't wait. I can't wait. Just watch do Don Unai with his three piece on at Villa Park and have a nice little shake hands. Um Gary O'Neill's a pussy. Um with David Moyes, uh, you know, a nice shake of hands after we smash him three 0 would be quite nice. Um, but yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And uh they're back. That's all I could think of. <laughs> We're in the long run now. It's going to be Thursday tomorrow, and that's it. That's technically, the weekend's begun. So yeah. uh, that's We're it. Only, We're the only game on Sunday as well, aren't we? In the Premier League. Yeah, so. we are the Super Sunday, mate. That is us. It should be. It should be complete coverage of us. Uh, it will probably be coverage of Manchester United. United. <laughs> yeah, it always is. This is Manchester United. Yeah, yeah. they're playing on. Night, Sheffield United, eight o'clock kickoff. Yeah, so you can guarantee it's going to be a draw, and they're going to talk about that for an hour. So yeah, let's yeah. prepare. Where does Ten Hag go from here? Oh, Villa have kicked off. Sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah, we don't. Oh, we're fed up of hearing about ten hours, so we're drafting up. Eric, ten months in the job is what I'm calling him. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Well, welcome back. We hope you're happy to have us back. Uh, we'll be back, 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 back next week. Uh, for our post-match analysis of our win uh, against West Ham and our pre-match against uh, AZ Alkmaar, uh, yep. which I'm sure has been pronounced wrong already. Um, and... Actually, I think it's RZ. It's weird. It's an A, but I think they've pronounced it RZ Alkmaar. Of course. How dare, how dare they have their own pronunciations? I know, yeah. The cheek of it. Mm, yeah, well, more so the cheek of watching everyone fly out to Amsterdam next Wednesday, really. That's going to be more of a kicker, but, you know... Sorry so jealous of him. It's alright, we've got each other James, that's all that really matters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a substitute I am for uh, for the Red Light District. Right, so uh, you know, if you've enjoyed this episode, make sure you uh, hit the like button, smash the subscribe button and uh, hit that Red Light District bell if you need to. Um, we'll be back next week for, for more episodes and of course, uh, make sure you hit the backlog of stuff we've got. We've got some great stuff, tactical analysis, um, you know, we player analysis, um, tactical analysis, and, and a bit more tactical analysis is back on the page. So, um, <laughs> until next time, up the villa, up the villa. <laughs>